The Brick has returned. It's a little bit different, but it's cool. I like it. Um, we're still in our different set, but I wanted to bring The Brick back. A lot of you all said that you missed it. I missed it as well. So it's here. It's delightful. I hope you feel homey. We've got a plant going on here. I don't know how I feel about this plant, but it does add a bit of green. So I like that. Maybe we'll add some more plants. Maybe we'll just turn this into a garden. A garden inside somebody's house. How do you feel about that? A waterfall? Listen, we could get decorative here. You never know. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of JB Live. I'm your hostess with the mostest. I get so cheesy sometimes, Deli. I really got to stop that. <laughs> I really do. It's not a good look. Deli is here. We'll be reading the super chats. So get on in there as we start the show. I have a, a little bit of housekeeping I want to do with you first. I get a lot of questions from you guys about how to best reach me. And some of you send messages on IG, which there's a lot of people on there. Sometimes I catch it by a stroke of luck. Sometimes I don't. If you want to be part of a hub where I see the messages come right to me. And um, it's kind of a it's it's like the core group of people who really support what I do, love what I do and want to know first when I'm doing something new. Like, for example, I'm building stage one. There will be several of a brand new website that's going to have a whole bunch of cool stuff, including affiliate marketing. And you often ask me about products. There's going to be it's just going to be a hub that you're going to want to be part of. The first place where I'm going to talk about that is Bila.locals.com. I want you to remember that. Deli, can you just pull up that page so that they can see what that looks like? You'll know you're in the right place if you see what Deli's about to put up, put up right now. Looks like this. You join a community. You become a member. You don't have to pay anything. You can contribute if you want. I think you can contribute as little as $5 a month, as much as you want, or nothing at all. And that is the place where you can reach me the fastest. I also... Uh, put posts up there that you don't see anywhere else. I put, you know, videos from home. I'm going to be traveling to New York to treat this mold exposure. Don't worry, it's all going to be chronicled. And some of you are really curious about that. That's all going to go up there, including some stuff that I see going around New York. I'm going to see what it looks like. We talk about crime and all that. <laughs> Let's show you. Mm -hmm. That's all going to be beola.locals.com. So you want to head over there. Thank you if you're there already, by the way. I love all of y'all. But that is the best way and the fastest way to reach me. Uh, because there's a team that manages that that makes sure it gets to me really fast as opposed to Instagram, which I manage, which is a bit of a hot mess. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Also, people ask about socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. Twitter is largely politics, but also, you know, some news of the day, some stuff about, you know, the show. It, it's, it's a bit of a mix, but if you're really looking for what I feel about politics, go over to Twitter at Jedediah Bila. Instagram is mostly a compilation of stuff I do here, although they're all, I did something for Mother's Day that's really cute. You should go check out of me and Hartley exercising together. He's my baby. I love him too much. Um, and then of course there's Facebook, which is a compilation of everything that I do. So join the party, join those spaces, but truly Bila.locals.com is my, is my hub. That's my, that's my go-to. So that's the answer to your question. Um, also, I want to let you know, all of you guys that wrote in about the interview with Rolo and Mike Sartain that really loved it, I loved it too. I had a great conversation with those guys. If you missed it or you couldn't catch it, I strongly recommend going back. We didn't agree on everything, but that's that conversation is reflective of what I really want to do here, um, which is to have people on and really get to the meat of the matter. And they're deeply respectful, always with me. Um, 
I think in general, but I've had great experiences with both of those guys. And I do very much um, thank Rolo because he's the person who really piqued my interest in this whole space. So he deserves a lot of credit for that. Those initial conversations I had with him really made me think a lot about stuff in, you know, the manosphere, which I didn't even know what that was when I started talking about it. But when it came to dating and relationships and conservative values and all that stuff that I had long talked about, I'd never thought about it quite this way before. So I, I appreciate him for that. And it's a, it was one of my favorite discussions, actually, with both of them that we just did our last episode. So go back and show it some love and um, see what it looks like to actually watch people have a conversation that want to figure something out, right? It's not just about you did this, you did, really get to the root of the matter. Okay, what are we doing today? Today I'm doing a little bit of a mix, a little bit of a different show. Um, I'm going to be reacting to a woman who insists that she wears booty shorts did you see this woman? She went viral. Oh, it's good. She says she wears the booty shorts and the sports bra for herself, but you got to just see what's going on here. We need to get into the psychology of this. This isn't the first woman to say this. This particular woman did go viral for a very particular reason. We'll explain why. Um, there was a lot. Did you see that clip of Melina and Destiny that went viral with uh, ABBA in the background? And Abba's there, and they're doing the stream together, and then Abba says that he wants to, um, is it Abba? Or it's Abba, right? I'm yeah, saying this wrong. Abba. Abba, okay. Abba says he wants to, he and Melina start dancing. We're going to show it for you, because she has a history of ballroom dancing. Well, the internet went crazy. He actually went on whatever podcast with Melina and was asked about it. They went nuts. They said he looked uncomfortable. They actually put, they spoofed it. And they put it like Hello Darkness, the, the song over it and zeroed it on his face. So we're going to talk about that. And guys in the chat, I want to hear from you. Would you be comfortable if you were Destiny? Is this is this just the Internet being the Internet and trying to look for something to get upset about? Or is there something really to get upset about? Let's talk about that. Let's break that down. Um, are modern relationships contributing to the fall of the West? Great conversation on whatever podcast. Shout out to Brian, who does a great show uh, about that topic. I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, it was Destiny and it was Chase. And it was some girl who... I don't know who she is, but she, it seems to me she's there to try to be controversial and try to cut some clips up, to be perfectly honest. No offense, but that's what looks like it's happening. Um, and also, we have some Fox News updates for you with respect to Tucker Carlson. It looks like they're scrambling over there. <laughs> um, we have some reports from Variety as well that indicate that allegedly there was an issue with Dominion and Dominion had some say over the firing of Tucker. We can't validate that, but there is a source here through Variety that says that. So I want to just share with you what that means and what that looks like and what his lawyers are probably doing behind the scenes because I think it's very interesting. All right. So let's get started. Let's actually start with this clip of Destiny his wife, Melina, who we've had Destiny on the show several times. I actually had Melina on. Um, that's a fantastic episode, too. If you missed it, go back and watch that. But essentially, it looks like Abba, Abba, whatever. I'm going to say this wrong through the whole thing, Abba. I'm sorry. Um, Abba comes in at, on Destiny's stream, and they're talking, and they're having a you know conversation. Melina's there as well. And then something unfolds. So let's go. Actually, um, Deli, this isn't an order that I would not have put it in. I didn't make this list today, but Hunter, I love you anyway. Let's go to Abba dancing with a Melina. Do you see down in that number one? Let's go to 1945 and let's play that first so people can see the context for what's about to unfold. You ever seen They're her dance? They're all very different. No, you've never seen it. I haven't done it in years, is the thing. So I'm very curious if I started. But like, I, I can understand. Like, if we danced, you would be able to, like, what do you lead call it? you. Like, yeah, exactly, really well. Because I would probably figure out, like, the basic steps and I would figure out, like, how to do everything. All right, Even let's find out. I'd... No. <laughs> whoa, 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 find out. Find no, out. we gotta find out. 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 Find out.
Uh oh. Oh no. Okay. Mel time. Why would I say this? Mel time. It's it's okay. it's Mel time. Oh, she got the four. Okay. So we're just going salsa. We're just going. Yep. Okay. Watch his face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey. Okay. It kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So this is essentially what unfolded and what people did is they cut up clips. I was going to show you the cut up stuff, but it doesn't pay because they looped music over it, which is what made it really funny. And we won't be able to play the music for copyright reasons. But essentially, people chopped it up and they said, Destiny's uncomfortable. You know, you, you shouldn't let your woman dance with another man. They freaked out. They zeroed in on his face and they were like, look at his face. It's like, what guy, what alpha guy would allow this to happen to have his wife dancing with another guy? So first of all, let me ask you, Deli, quick question. What is your, like, did, does it, did it bother you at all? Like if you were dating a girl, would you, like, would this at all even occur to you to, to make a big deal about this? Uh, I mean, it probably wouldn't bother me, but I just, I'm thinking from like Destiny's perspective, <clears throat> this is probably like something that doesn't bother him at well, all. Right. So this is, and that's a great point. So what people have to remember, and we'll get to the conversation that unfolded between MLD, who's by the way, coming out on Monday. Um, he's going to be live in studio. MLD and this girl, Mary, who I don't know, start to question destiny about that on whatever podcast we'll get to in a second. But my first thought is when I saw this, I was like, this is a guy who, I mean, he sends his wife out to sleep with other guys. Right. So like maybe a dance isn't that big of a deal to him. I think people who looked at this and got triggered by it. One, you're probably in a traditional relationship yourself, right? You're not in a relationship like theirs. He shares his wife with other men on the regular. That's part of their relationship. It's open relationship on two ways, on, on to both sides. So why would he care if she was dancing with another he did to him? I mean, and truthfully, his face to me just looks like he was looking through his stream. Yeah. So I, I didn't really see, but it went viral. It, it became a meme that people talked about that was meant to distinguish between, you know, red pill and blue pill and alpha and beta. And this was not the moment to seize that in my view. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I think it's important to also like everybody has that trigger like reflex now, especially with social media. It's like your outrage meter is like at nine all the time. You're ready to just like go, right? You see something, you're like, oh, you know, it was blue hair. Let me, yeah, let's go. First of all, we don't know what their relationship is. For all we know, Abba is friends with both of them and they're all friends and this is, think about it. I, I mean, thought. so we don't know that. Secondly, there has to be some room, right? I mean, if you go to a wedding and this comes up on whatever podcast, you go to a wedding, you go to an event. I mean, there's times that I would, you know, my parents are married for 50 plus years. God love them. There's times I would see my mom dance with a mutual friend. You know, they're all, they're all in the circle together. So you don't know the context of their relationship. This isn't like Destiny sitting there, you know, Melina. Wow, I have a little piece of blueberry that just came out of my teeth. How disgusting for that to happen on air. This live TV. I'm like, wow, I ate that little blueberry just resurfaced. You ever have that happen? Holy mother on live TV, no less. Anyway, I share it all with you. I have like a, you know, the TMI sometimes. I just, I tell you what's going on. So I apologize in advance. But again, think about it through the context of the prism of their relationship also. I mean, isn't it stupid to think the idea that he would be upset about this? Now, let's watch what unfolded with respect to this on whatever podcast, which told me two things. Number one, 
people weren't doing their research because they didn't dig into the relationship between Destiny and Melina enough to know that her dancing with somebody else is the least intimacy, you know, that he's seen go on with other men. I don't know if he watches it. That would be a good question for him, actually, Deli. Next time we have him, like, has he ever witnessed Melina flirt or be, you know, in public kind of engaging with someone who wasn't him? Like, how does that make him feel? Is there ever any instance where he sees her interactions with a guy that actually has made the cut and by the cut I mean gotten into the bedroom that is an interesting dynamic I would I would tend to guess that that would make him uncomfortable I'm not 100% sure but I think it would this clearly was not that let's watch the exchange that erupted by those on whatever podcast seeking they, they I'm telling you some of these people just want clips I'm not talking about UML day I'm talking about somebody else and we'll see who that is in just a second 2901 clip of you two that went kind of viral on Twitter a few days ago oh. where you started like ballroom dancing mm -hmm. with some guy in the background of a stream. What was the situation there and who was that guy? <laughs> yeah, there's a guy on uh, YouTube called Abba from Abba and Preach. And I think he's trying <laughs> to steal my girl from me. Is he? <laughs> no. He, so he dances. She's you got like a background. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I did not look devastated. When you guys are watching. No, I don't. When you guys are watching clips. That's resting face, though. Okay, pause this for one second. Do we know who that girl Mary is that asked the question? At all, Deli. Can no, you can you see if under her stream somewhere under there she can we can we figure out who this is? Uh, my guess is is this somebody who's uh, trying to be a conservative commentator or trying to make a career or trying to get a job at the Daily Wire? Just saying, I'm just curious because she does, an Instagram. does this all the time. I don't want you to click it from there though because then it's going to take us off the video. If you can maybe separately just see if you see her name, just if you if you happen to. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do some independent research here on that, which is not the focus of today's show, but. One thing I will say, which will be unpopular with the audience, I know you all love to hate Destiny, but I have to tell you, Destiny is, is very good at this. He's very good at media. He's somebody who, in the same way that Tucker Carlson is really likable and endearing and entertaining and media, Destiny is as well. And I, I can watch it. I disagree with him on, I would say, like 98% of things. And yet I've, I can sit and watch his, his delivery. It's very compelling. Um, he's very good at what he does, which is why a lot of people don't want to debate him. And just watch how this unfolds, this conversation with this girl who clearly is trying to make a moment happen. Okay, let's be honest. She's trying to catch him in a moment here, which is utterly ridiculous. But nonetheless, let's watch how it unfolds. Watching clips. There's three responses I can have. I can either like laugh about it, in which case you'll be like, oh my God, he's coping. Or I can just sit there and just watch because I'm just watching my chat and somebody's going to be like, oh my God, he's secretly terrorized. Or I can be like, oh no, guys, like don't. And like joke about it and be like, oh my God, he's like secretly coping. Like there's literally no response <laughs> I can have because you're projecting like all of your insecurities on the situation. So Melina wants to like- Are you seeing that guy? Like, no, the, he's, he's no. it's Adam Preach from the YouTube channel. Wait, do you think out. that, wait, hold on. Do you think the dancing is fucking? Because it's it's a lot of, just a lot of, there's a lot of children out there dancing. Like, maybe you should do something about it, you know? Oh yeah, careful. Uh, no, I was just saying the the reaction to the clip was obviously Yeah, I know, very but I don't strong, understand so. why people are having a big reaction to well, I think they, they were the also that Destiny and, looked yeah. very in his, in his, listen, in his defense they were playing Hello Darkness Smile Friend like, you know, show like maybe despair or something Yeah, but it feels like really Yeah, because it you just feels cut, really ridiculous, yeah, right? Because I I don't anything I did like 12 years of ballroom dancing when I was younger. So I'm like I was competing in that sport. So if I meet someone that does some sort of dancing that mm -hmm. is with a partner, 
I can like dance with them really well. And that's like, what's the fun out of it, right? I but think she's saying like in a traditional mm -hmm. sense of things, it looks bad on him, but you guys don't have a traditional we relationship. We fuck other people though. Why the fuck <laughs> <are> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. saying. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You guys, you guys don't have a, like from a traditional standpoint, from a traditional standpoint, it looks bad, but you guys are not traditional. I think that's what she's saying. It looks bad, but wait, not is it wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. Even in a traditional bad. aspect, bad like you can go to weddings, like sometimes mm -hmm. other well, people dance house, with other people. Though, yeah. You know. Have you guys ever danced? Like, it's, it's not like, like they're like. I know you're not like at a ballroom. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not okay with. If I marry my wife, I'm not okay with her dancing with. And that's great. Same. Your insecurities are yours to deal with. But it's not insecurity. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not an insecurity. It's just a boundary I have. It's not insecurity. But it's not. But it's not. It's not just a boundary. It's you saying that like in a traditional relationship, this wouldn't be okay. Plenty of people dance with other people. It's not a huge deal. Now, if they were like fucking grinding on each other or something, that'd be different. But when they're going through like moves on like a ballroom dance. Thing. I don't think I think that if you got a huge problem with that, I think this is more about. So you wait, why why is my boundary all of a sudden limited and li labeled as an insecurity? The problem wasn't your boundary. The problem was you said, well, in a traditional relationship, you made it sound like it was a boundary that everybody should have. No, if no, you no, would no, say no, no. just me personally, I'd be like, okay, sure, I that's did fine. say just me personally. I say the you way said, she's said per, in a traditional the way she the way they're perceiving you. But from and then I built on it saying, me okay, stop personally. there. So obviously MLD is coming out talking about boundaries, and I think the reason that some of the guys who are more red pill get defensive when you talk about boundaries is because it always seems like, you know, their boundary is somehow not okay. Society criticizes the boundary they place, but somebody else's boundary is just fine. If a feminist has a boundary or whatever it may be. So people's boundaries are their boundaries. And all he was really trying to say is in his relationship, that would not be okay. I still think though, I mean, I would, I'm going to ask him this when he comes on Monday, but it does depend on context, right? In other words, would I be, I'm in a very traditional marriage, you know, in the sense that it's monogamous, like there's no, you know, flirting with other people. We don't do any of that. It's just a marriage, right? As traditionally defined. So if my husband was dancing with some girl, that would be a huge issue for me, unless it was like a mutual friend, like my best friend, Lauren, is, you know, behind me dancing with my husband, that's totally fine. Like, she's my sister. You know, we are, it's years and years. We know each other since the sixth grade. She's integrated into my whole family. That's different. So it's, I think that is the point, right? Is that just check your trigger, right? Check your, just know that these situations are complex and nuanced, right? And they have the most untraditional relationship on the planet. So the idea that Destiny should in some way be uncomfortable with his wife, again, dancing with another man when he is comfortable with her sleeping with another man, does that make sense to you? No. It also, I think, is an opportunity. Whenever you see this stuff, this is my takeaway, and then we'll move on. When you see this stuff, I think use it as an opportunity to figure out like how you would feel. And if the way that you, is that justified? So if you sit and say, I would be super jealous, you know, is it justified? Maybe it is. Maybe it is given your circumstance. Maybe it is depending upon who that other third person would be. Also just use it as an opportunity to realize that the internet thrives on us getting outraged 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And maybe that's not healthy, right? <laughs> maybe that contribution by social media hasn't been so good for our mental well-being and for civilization at large. Just a thought. Okay, let's go to the um, second part of that conversation on that same show. I thought it was well cast. I think Destiny versus Chase is an interesting casting choice. Um, let's talk about degeneracy. And the degeneracy of the modern world is the modern world getting more and more degenerate. And by that, we mean the West. And by that, mostly we really mean the United States. That's where my focus is right now. That's where we live. That's where I live. That's what I, I know best. So if you're listening from outside of the country, your perspective in the chat would be interesting if it's very, very different where you live. 
But what is the cause of that degeneracy was an interesting conversation that happened. Let's go to number 24450. I'm kind of curious. How do you guys define degeneracy? Like, what do you guys, do you guys have like a general definition for it? Or do you just say like, oh, I don't like that. It's degenerate. I mean, I I personally, I don't know about you guys. I would personally say off the cuff things that like degenerate the stability of society, right? Things that are contributing to the fall of the West. Yes. Okay, but so like, this some is, examples, Chase. Yeah, like this is still a very what general. What you say? Some examples. examples of degeneracy. Examples of degeneracy. I would say like uh, women getting ran through in their twenties. I think I think polyamory is degenerate. No offense. Um, I think it has damp. If if it was to be widespread throughout society, I think it would really tear and rip at the fabric of society, and things would fall apart very quickly. Don't like. Isn't it like hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, homosexuality, <laughs> transsexuality, and then like, you know, stuff like alcoholism, addiction, all these kind of things. Really like, I think all of that's degenerate, you know? Okay. That's how I would define and it. And your definition of degeneracy is basically um, if everybody did it, then society would fall apart, and that's why it's degenerate if just one person does it. It's, it's, it's degenerate for both society at large and also for individuals, right? Like homosexuality, for example, there's a lot of homosexuals okay, that have Okay, pause that for mortality. a second. Now he's taking, remember, Chase is Christian. He's Christian. Um, I think he's um, non-denominational Protestant, I want to say. I hope I got that right. It's non-denominational. He, I, I don't think he's associated with a, with a particular facet. That's a church he goes to. I remember him saying non-denominational. I think he's Protestant. Uh, not 100% sure of that. But keep in mind that when he speaks about these things, like it might sound to you if you're not religious and you hear him say that homosexuality is degenerate, you're going to disagree with that. But just remember, this is coming from someone who's looking at it almost exclusively through a religious conduit. So just keep that in mind. So something that is degenerate, first of all, there's going to be an inner subjectivity to this, right? Because again, if you are religious, you're going to have certain views about things like transsexuality, homosexuality. If you're not religious, you're not. So there's going to be an underlying subjectivity to what defines degenerate behavior, right? Now for me, right? If I say, if you ask me what's degenerate and I say, well, I think, you know, alcohol, honestly, alcohol altogether, I think it really is. I don't drink, um, and even when I did minimally, I always, people do not behave better when alcohol is involved. Do you think people's decisions are better or worse when alcohol is involved? I think everyone with a sane mind will say, even if you like to drink socially every now and then, you're going to say, well, it's worse, right? <laughs> you never, let's give somebody a, a bottle of rum and then ask their opinion on something. Maybe they can operate, you know, let, let's have them step into the president's role. But first, let's give them some alcohol. Nobody says that because alcohol corrupts your mind, you lose your inhibitions, all sorts of weird stuff happens. It's a drug. So alcohol for me, drugs, that includes marijuana, by the way, for those of you who are fans, um, hmm. we should actually do a show on marijuana. Do you guys want to see a show on marijuana with somebody who's really informed about the dangers of marijuana? I think Delhi needs to see that show. I'm just throwing that out there, but oh I think we should do that. God. That could be an opportunity. Just say, Delhi, listen, I just, I'm, you know, listen, we have to be open and transparent with our lives on here. Delhi, who did, by the way, stop vaping and is still as I know, yep. going strong. So we should all write a congratulations to him, by the way, because all that vape stuff, poison. Regardless, if I say alcohol, by the way, I apologize, Shamari, if you're trying to cut shorts off me today and I'm rambling, I apologize in advance. Sometimes you got to just let the ramble go. But if we're looking at degeneracy and we look at um, you know, alcohol for me, drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, um, polyamory I would put in there as well. Um, and again, 
we're not telling you what to do. At least I'm not. I'm a freedom lover. I want you to, to do what you want. If you want to eat 15 cheeseburgers this afternoon, that's your choice. If you want to go and sleep with 20 people between now and Sunday, that's your choice. If you want to cheat on your existing relationship, that's your choice. But I'm also not going to tell you those things are good for you or good for society at large. I'm going to be honest with you and say those are all bad decisions. If you make them, own them. Hopefully you won't make him again. If you do, it's your life, but it's not leading you in a positive direction. So what Chase is trying to get at here is that there is a breakdown, a fundamental breakdown right now that's happening in society. And some of that deals with the way a lot of these women and some men, but a lot of these women that we see on the panels talk about the fluidity of their sex. By, by, and by the way, on that, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean, wow, that could be totally misinterpreted what I just said. Oh, what did I exactly mean? Double entendre. What I mean is that the fluidity with which they have sex with everyone and everything that walks, not good. Um, you know, this hyper promiscuity, this female promiscuity is empowerment, this, you know, sex in the city slash Kardashian-esque culture that we now embrace as, as young people in society. That's all bad. That's all bad. So, that's leading people down this dark hole of degeneracy. And what p individual people do, somebody on the panel says, well, is it only degenerate if, you know, a lot of people do it? No, honey, it's degenerate if you do it. But what happens is there's a domino effect. So if you do it and then somebody else does it and it becomes more normalized and then media puts their stamp of approval on it and then the covers of magazines exhibit it and then everyone's supposed to, you know, be trans and everyone's supposed to be, it's almost like if you're not trans, there's something wrong with you now, right? They're like, well, have you really thought about it? You know, they're trying to, this is an activism that's going on with respect to a lot of these issues, including trans activism, including uh, activism for and in favor of obesity, including activism in favor of promiscuity. This is cultural activism that's happening in society. And what is the goal? The goal is to tear down the fabric of society because when these things get elevated, the the likelihood of strong, stable family structures gets depleted. If you want to ruin a country, wreck the family structure, right? You look at kids that come out and we, we did this actually. If you go back, we talked about the importance of fathers, if you remove a dad from the home, watch what happens to those kids, particularly those boys. I mean, there's, um, you know, if you look at mental health, physical health, if you look at how they do in school, if you look at their propensity toward violence, all of those things trend in a negative direction when you remove a dad from a home. How do you remove a dad from a home? You break down the family. You give certain messaging to women that makes them feel like, oh, men are out to get them. Masculinity is toxic. You give certain messaging to men that it's better to not stay married and all women are out to get you. I mean, this is all messaging. So you're either going to be puppeteered by this social activism that's happening, or you're going to think for yourself. It's up to you. But thinking for yourself is the path toward happiness. And falling into this social activism, and suddenly now you're like, well, everyone's polyamorous. Why not me? Maybe I should try it that's going to lead you down a dark hole. This, this disconnecting sex from emotion unilaterally across the board when it comes to men and women and the incentivizing of it is going to break society. It used to be that, yeah, guys were more, there were guys that were more inclined to do that. Guys went through a phase as we talk about it, but it wasn't this prevalent. It wasn't like you weren't wearing, you know, your body count with pride, like, ah, 200. Yeah. And I'm just, you ever see these pictures of these guys, by the way, I saw a picture the other day of a guy that was promoting on Twitter 
he's like 48 or something and he's like promoting that he's you know hanging out with a bunch of younger oh all my girlfriends are under 25 and I don't commit to anyone and I don't care really care they could all leave and I'll just replace them and I'm so happy he's got like a drink in one hand he's like dressed in his you know designer clothes head to toe and I'm looking at it it's sad it's sad because he you know that deep down on the inside look fast forward 10 20 years is he going to have a family? Is he going to, what happens if some, if he gets a, a health curveball? Think about it like that too. Life is full of curveballs. What's happening? Something happens to him. Are those women going to reliably be there to, to go through that with him, to support him, to help take care of him, to cook him meals, to, to, you know, provide family support? No. So it's a vacuous, lonely existence when you know what hits the fan. And it sounds great in the moment, like partying, oh yeah, I got money, this, that, but it can be very lonely for a lot of people. And maybe that guy is happy right now, but sending out the message that that's what translates to happiness for most people, most people, A, aren't going to get there to that position. And number two, probably wouldn't be happy. They feel a little empty inside, which is why you see so many celebrities, by the way, with a ton of cash that are on antidepressants, because they're lonely. They're lonely and they're miserable and they have all the fame and the money in the world, but they don't have the stability of those family structures because that wasn't their priority. They were too busy getting rich and famous. Okay, let's go to the second part of that, 4810. Um, I think this is interesting. This, this goes a little bit off the rails, but let's play it. I agree, though, because like especially with like Hollywood and TikTok, TikTok is like predominantly used by teens and the algorithm is sort of catered towards left-leaning ideals like, oh, there's this, there's that. Yeah. And it's sort of teaching kids that this is what you have to be. This is the right way to think. And it sort of shames them into forming their own opinions. I mean, it's controlled by, I mean, it's controlled by China and by dance. Like if the actual Chinese TikTok, Douyin, is actually feeding their population way different stuff like engineers, scientists. Like these kids over in uh, China, like the number one career they want to be is like an astronaut. In America, it's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the TikTok al algorithm is probably fifth generation warfare that China is using. Thousand percent China continually hates divide America. America and push us towards a, a collapse civil war scenario. If you talk to like mainstream, like regular people behind the firewall in China, they don't fucking like America at all, at all. He's right. And they're like totally down for Chinese domination. Wait, do we're you guys their, hold on. We're their biggest trading partner. Where do Chinese we're people send their? We're kind of losing focus though, because this is a dating podcast. So, oh my well, but God. I think, but I think I it's important because it's never just a dating I podcast. I notice this with a lot of this kind of like oh. red pill stuff. Is that like everything? I didn't cut you off for record. I wanted to hear your perspective. Yeah. You just, you oh no, no, did, I didn't no. see you coming up. Did you? No, no, no. no. Oh, just continue with your thought, please. Yeah. There, there's like. It's never just about like dating or just about TikTok. It's always got to be part of this grander plan to like, like I like how we get into this conversation. Like, well, what about your relationship? Well, I think this is causing the fall of the West. And it's like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, geez, it I don't know, God okay, so pause that. First of all, can we all acknowledge that the blonde girl is a little annoying? Does she annoy you? I can't. I have to say the truth. She is, I mean, and she's probably in agreement with me, but it's like, is she like the, trying to be the host of the show? I'm confused as to what she's doing there or what's going on there. Anyway, um, so again leftists destiny leftists always like to imagine the degeneracy of their lives or the degeneracy of what they're doing to be isolated like it exists in isolation and that's not how this works that's not how it works because if you look look back 20 years ago look at the role that media has played t since then and what they've tried to normalize if you look at covers of magazines 20 years ago and you look at fitness magazines the people looked fit they were thin, they were in shape, they were fit. Now you've got fat is healthy and a woman in, in a yoga outfit that looks like, I mean, stuff is just is about ready to just tear all the seams because she's obese. That is 
media, that is society, that's, you know, the structure that we always talk about, you know, your three-letter organizations, all of that, trying to normalize what's not healthy to incentivize what's not healthy. And it's not for a good intention. In the same way that now, you know, you see all of these kids coming out, you watch the numbers, it's like all of these kids are questioning their gender. How could it be in 20 years there's been such a drastic, now it's like every kid is, I'm non-binary, I'm gender fluid. Why is that? That's social contagion. That's because they go on Twitter and this stuff is, this is the new cool, right? Oh, if you're just a boy or a girl, it's like whatever. But if you're questioning or you've got gender fluid on your t-shirt, you're in some type of cool club. So it's incentivizing all of these behaviors and it wants those behaviors to be prevalent. It incentivizes promiscuity. That was the whole reason, the whole movement behind birth control for women was about incentivizing promiscuity. No worry, sex. So take matters into your own hands. Don't worry. You can sleep with as many guys as you want and not get pregnant. Birth control, empowering, all that. What was it for? It was to, it was to breed degeneracy into the population. And it happens all the time in media. Think about sex in the city. I had an exchange with somebody on Twitter, by the way, today. You can go back and read it, where I mentioned that sex in the city was the old version of the Kardashians, and it deeply corrupted women, and it led them into miserable lives because women were sitting and watching that stuff and thinking, oh, well, they're all, you know, Sex and the City as an example, they're all in their 30s and they're all single and they're all partying and I can do that and I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I'm going to live like Carrie Bradshaw. I'm going to write like two columns a week and live in a giant brownstone and it's going to, you know, no, honey, you'd be living in a cardboard box in Manhattan if you did that. And a lot of women followed that path. Now, if you came from a good home and a good family like I did and you had your morals intact, you were able to watch that show and say, well, I don't want to model myself off this. This is just pure entertainment. And it's not true. You were able to see the fiction and just appreciate it for a show. But not everybody was like that. I watched women left and right throughout my life get wrecked because they followed the Carrie Bradshaw path or they followed, you know, the Kim Kardashian path. Oh, let me, you know, look at Kim Kardashian. Disgusting. Sex tape made you famous and now you're beloved. You're beloved in society. What did you do to get famous, honey? It's disgusting. And that's been glorified and put on a pedestal. And now young girls are doing what? They're emulating these people. They're emulating the Carrie Bradshaws and the a character and Kim Kardashian in real life. And what, what are they doing? They're miserable. Because you know what? They're, most of them aren't going to have, you know, they're not living inside of a television screen, A. So they're not living Carrie Bradshaw's life because you, Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't living Carrie Bradshaw's life. That's not real. It doesn't wind up like that in real life. It winds up with a woman sad and alone and depressed, right? And they're not living Kim Kardashian's life because not everybody's going to get famous off a sex tape, right? And not everyone has a brilliant marketing team, a.k.a. your mom, who's going to make it happen. Just saying. So... But that ultimately, that's all societal decay. So I would say to destiny, like you don't exist in a vacuum. You don't exist in a vacuum. You're doing these things and you're proud in public doing these things because society has told you that degeneracy is now healthy. They're telling you this stuff is healthy for you. You're incentivized to do it. And we talk about the slippery slope of that. And it, there is a slippery slope. There is. So that's why it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And that's why we have conversations about the decline of the West, because your dating life is not just your dating life. Your dating life is out front and center and public and happening this way. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Let's all talk about it. Let's all do it. Oh, that sounds great. Because society has put a, a sticker of approval on what you're doing and said, this brings people happiness. Let's encourage people to do that. And then they'll all be miserable and they'll be dependent on pharma drugs. And they'll be more easy to control because they'll be unhappy and unable to take care of themselves because they'll be depressed. Is that clear?
Did I connect those dots for you? It's pretty clear. You got it. (laughs) Delhi's learning something new every day. We're going to get to the chat in just a second. So if you have a chat, get on in there. I see some in there. Just give me one second. I'm going to do one more time. Actually, no. If I do it now, it's gonna. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. So let me do it. Let me do this. Caleb Faust gave five bucks. Can we name the plant bangs? They want to name this plant (laughs) bangs. Does it look like bangs? No. Does it? Hmm. What do you think? I'll put a photo of her on the plant. Oh no. That would be good. I, you know, I'm going to come in here next show and there's going to be photo bangs on this. We, you know what? It, it, let's do it. Let's try oh, it. Let's see how it goes. L. Eon. Is that Leon or did you intend to put a space there? It's either L. Eon or it's Leon. I'm not sure. 20 bucks. People wouldn't say anything about it, but Destiny shares his wife as a regular. He gets trolled online. He does. That's true. Omega Rosatsu gave five bucks. In these types of relationships, the woman is screwing everyone and the guy is not. I still think that he would be broken if she got pregnant. Uh, J. Rob. GC and Team Energy. Well, that's quite an intricate name. Is that like a company? I'm curious. Five bucks. Mary's actually great. She works for Tim. Tim, that's where I know her. That, oh, thank you for saying that. That's where I know her. She's from Tim Pool's show. Okay. And one of the smaller shows called Pop Culture Crisis. I think she does a great job. Don't hate Jed. I would need to have a conversation. Maybe we should book her. Um, I know her from Tim Pool. Can I say now that you brought that up? She does do a really nice job on Tim Pool. Um, I wonder if some of these people who are used to being hosts, though, and this, by the way, might happen to me. This might happen to me that I sit here and when I go on whatever, maybe I'm very annoying because I feel the need to constantly intercede. That could happen, too, because when you're in your home turf, sometimes you're different. I wonder. I do like her on Tim Pool. I will concede that. Thank you for the clarification. Omega Rosetsu, two bucks. Mary is from Tim Cass. Yep, libertarian type center. Is she a real libertarian or is she a libertarian like uh, that guy, Robbie Soab or whatever his name is over at the Hill who endorsed the mandates? <laughs> I can't. Real libertarian? Let me know. Uh, Riff Lemon, 10 bucks. An episode about marijuana would be interesting. If I had to choose, I would choose a pothead over a drunk every time. Okay, well, do we have to make that choice? How about just like neither a pothead nor a drunk? But I see what you're saying. Uh, drunks get verbally and physically violent. Potheads just giggle and munch. I don't think that's always true. That is the perception that we have of potheads, that they get, you know, they just eat a lot and they get kind of silly. But I think there are some potheads that actually act out violently. And it does something weird to your brain, marijuana, actually. There's a lot of studies on that. We can bust that open. Again, my perspective is not banned because I can't, I can't hold that view. I, I want you to be able to, I want you to be able to destroy or make your life as you see fit. So I, I can't do the band stuff, but, um, never met an aggressive pothead. <clears throat> I met people who relied on like marijuana for their aggression, which is not a good mm. thing. You know what would happen to me, Deli? I think, I think I'd get real paranoid. <laughs> I could see myself being somebody like, you, you know, an episode. Did you see that? Did you see Bridesmaids? You ever seen the movie Bridesmaids where she's on the plane and she sees stuff happening and she's like, oh my God, there's somebody on the wing of the plane. I think that might be me. That won't happen to you. No, I've never smoked weed in my life. And I, no joke. (laughs) I've never smoked, I've never done a single, all right, let's embarrass, let's do embarrass Jed for a second. I've never done a single drug. Never smoke weed. I have been in the room with people who smoke weed, and I do believe I got a contact high a couple of times. Is that possible? Can you get a contact high, Del? You think uh, you won't get too high? It's not realistic. Yeah, but think about it. I'm also somebody that could drink one sip of a chocolate martini and be completely drunk. That's who I am. I'm revealing myself to you now. My whole life. In fact, I used to work in a, in a bar, and they'd like joke around. They'd be like, "Oh, give Jed one sip of wine, and we'll all have a party." Because I'd be like, "Ah, oh, you know, let's." Uh. That was enough. How sad. 
What a sad life. What a sad life. Shrooms is what's going to make you see stuff on a plane. Okay, that's, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's cool. That's not happening. I'm not interested in, I'm a little bit of a control freak in the sense that like, I, I, I don't like my inhibitions to be, you know, I like them right where they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Deli's like, I disagree. Maybe we send Deli out to try a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. Deli, do you get paranoid when you smoke weed? No. What do you do? You just eat a bunch of junk no, food? Just watch sports. Does it chill. make you relaxed? Yeah. I wonder if you get desensitized to it, if you do it enough, if you just like stop, like you don't feel anything. Like it's just like, you know. Yeah, but the first couple of times, of course, I got paranoid because I never tried it before, but then it just becomes relaxing. Oof. Okay, we're going to have to get you off that separate topic. <laughs> <laughs> I am not advocating for weed. Just by the way, I am not. I'm not a fan of any of the drugs, but you know, I'm not even a fan of sugar as a drug. And that was really hard to beat, y'all. It was really hard to take the... To the I, I have a sweet tooth. And let me tell you, I've not been kind since I took that out. I'm just saying. Okay, so let's talk about this girl who wears the booty shorts in the gym for herself. Stop it, honey. Stop it, honey. So let's go to the article first from the Daily Mail. Um, here we go. Let's take a look at that. I wear tight booty shorts and sports bra to the gym. Trolls say I only do it for male attention, but they're so wrong. This is Deanna O'Donnell is her name. She's from Leatherville, Maryland. And she went on TikTok... And she shared a video of herself working out. Let me see how I did this. The TikTok one. Okay, go back to, let's go away from the article because we're going to, this is going to be repeat. You have to mute these, Deli. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to TikTok number one. Uh, mute that one. And what does it say on there? Can you see it? It says. Girls that dress like this at the gym just wanted male attention. Okay, so she's quoting other, that's me, right? She's basically quoting somebody like me. Like, oh, <laughs> girls like dress like this just want male attention. Okay. And then she, pl- you can play it on mute. You could see the, oh, by the way, can you all see this is the new trend? That I talked about. You see the uh, the the booty shorts that actually like go up the the hiney cheek and the and the inside. Oh, and this is like yeah. She's basically saying, okay. So, what did she write under there? Girls are just like this at the gym, blah blah blah, or to look hot for ourselves. She says. In other words, she's just doing it to look hot for herself. She she claims the new trend that I was talking about is like when the seam goes up the booty crack. So it literally, it's like you see the separation and everything. There's no. It's not like your old just spandex pants like we used to call them back in the day. It's like. It's very strange. You know what I'm talking about, Deli, where the yeah. seam goes. Okay, and they buy Definitely them that way. It scrunches, about. by the way, on the top. Up here, it's supposed to give the illusion of more butt. It's just ridiculous. But they wear that for themselves. Okay, so let's go to TikTok 2 um, there. Um, let's see what I have there. Go to, go to that TikTok 2. Okay, then this is another one. I didn't print these. So let me see. Wait, wait, I did. I did. Oh, I thought. I, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't print them. But now, wait, hold on a second. I love when you got y'all pause on me while I'm looking for something. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do? No, I don't have it. I don't they have switch it. it I, they switch it back. I love you guys. Andres, you're my favorite. You know, I was going to bring you some fruit today because you said you didn't like the donuts and I forgot. So I it's on Jeremy's me. in there today. Oh, Jeremy. Okay. So play that. What does it say? Deli, wait. When he asks if you're one of those fit girls that revolves their entire life around going to the gym. Okay. Let's play. We have to mute these. Are they all on mute? Yeah. Okay. Play it now. That's the picture that was, that was brought up from the from the article of her just talking about how she goes to them. So she wears these little sports bras and she wears the booty shorts. Now I scrolled through her TikTok and 50% of them are all in the same pose. She's fond of her own behind. Let's just say that. I want to just scroll through. Do you see these TikToks that I have at the bottom? Mm -hmm. I want to scroll through them and just show people what she's posting. We can click on them, but you got to mute them all. So just keep your mute button on and let's just scroll. Can we hit on them though? Can we, can we make it so that people, okay. So this is the type of stuff she's look, look, okay. Look, that's in the seam of the crack of the hiney. Okay. Go to the second one. Do you see these? This is constant. They're all from the back. Okay. Go to the third one. We'll just go through. We don't have to like do it all. 
It's everything just about. It's all like yeah. this. Okay. Get look all naked, getting dressed. Okay. So the whole TikTok, I don't know how else to say it's it. It's a tease. The whole TikTok is a tease. And yeah. it's all, I mean, I cannot tell you if you go on the TikTok, I don't want to sit on her TikTok all day long because I did that already and once was enough. But if you look on the back, it's all like posing with the booty, booty out, booty front and center. Every, almost every video starts with the, the, the shot of the booty shot, right? Now, listen, she has a nice booty to me anyway. You think she has a nice booty, Dolly? Yeah. I think so. She works hard at it. She's a fit girl. She's a pretty girl. I'm not holding that against you. What I'm holding against you is stop lying. Stop lying and saying that you're wearing that outfit to the gym for yourself. And by the way, I used to, when I was single, I was a gym girl. I always went to the gym. I always exercised. I always enjoyed it. It was my outlet. When I was back in the day before I got married and I was single, I used to wear outfits. I used to wear the sports bra and I'd wear either the spandex pants or I didn't have the ones where the seam went like that because that wasn't a trend yet where you could literally see the crack of the hiney. That was not in. But I did go to the gym and I wore fitted clothes. And do you know why I did that? Because I liked the attention. Because I like to feel like I was getting my body good in shape and people were noticing. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, I would meet a guy in the gym and you know what happened? I met my husband in the gym. Because he saw me in my cute little outfit, booty was looking cute, and he was like, hmm, I think I'm going to go over and I'm going to try to get a taste of that, you know? That's what happened. But I wasn't delusional and I wasn't lying to everyone. I was like, yeah, sometimes I would take a picture. You could probably go back and find one of me on the Stairmaster, ooh, when I was single, like, yeah, but I wasn't lying to you. I was like, yeah, I'm proud of my booty. I work hard on my booty and I want you all to, hey, is the booty looking good? Good. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. You know, I was single though. Now you have these single girls that don't own up. Just own up, honey. You're not walking around your house like that. Stop it. And by the way, another reason they do this is not just for the male attention. They want female attention because they want other women to feel like, oh, wow, she looks better than I do. And then it creates that little tension. And women love to compete with each other. They love to be in a room full of women who they think are less attractive than them. It just is. Right. So then she's like, oh, I'm hotter than you. Ha ha ha. You know, she likes that, that little power dynamic that happens. They say, by the way, oh, I can't. They say in here, oh, I love compliments from women way more when I'm at the gym. First of all, no, you don't. You like compliments from men more. But secondly, the reason you like compliments from women is because you feel like then you're hotter than them and you like that. You like that. I can't with this. Oh, we're all in camaraderie. Just be honest. You're looking for attention. You get it. Cool. You look good. You're working hard. You're earning it. You're earning that booty. Cool. Put on the booty shorts and get the attention and be like, yeah, I got attention. I don't. Just own it. Instead of this, I'm doing it for my it's not. Doesn't it make you dislike her? I would like her if she just said, yeah, I'm out here. I like the attention. I work hard. You bet, you bet you're behind. Work hard if you want. Go get your own attention. I'd be like, girlfriend, you go. Girlfriend, you go. Not this, oh, no, I don't care. I Don't look at me. Don't look at me. That's like the girls when they're just squat. Sometimes, I'm telling you, they squat down and they're like looking to see if you're looking, but they don't want you to look. Give me a break. You're looking to see if somebody else is looking because you're hoping they're looking. They want You want them or you wouldn't have put the little uh, shorts on with the, the crack of the hiney showing. Come on. Look at me talking like, I'm telling you. My mom's like, did she really just say crack of the hiney on air? Yes, I did. I said crack of the hiney. Deli's like, man. I don't know why I took this job. I got to do something else. I like this job. You do? It's actually my first job. Do you like being on the show? <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy it? Okay, cool. Got to have somebody here who, who loves the vibe. I'm not easy, y'all. Just saying. Okay. Let's talk about transphobia for a moment, shall we? Let's all walk down this path. Number four. Um, 
we've got a leftist here who goes on a three-minute rant. Don't worry, you won't have to suffer through the whole thing. But I think this is very important because she takes a dig at men. She takes a dig at what she calls cis women, but I will just call them women. Let's do something controversial and just say women. And she has a lot to say about this. So let's do this. I might stop and go this one. Let's try. Dear cisgendered women who like to use the argument that trans women are mocking and making fun of womanhood and cisgendered women in order to justify your hatred, ignorance, and transphobia, I need you to come to the front. I've got something to say to you. Honey, you ain't mad at trans women and you actually don't think that trans women are making a mockery of womanhood or you as a woman. What you're mad at, who you're mad at is men. You're mad at men for making a mockery of you and your womanhood. You're mad at men for making fun of you and womanhood as a whole. Isn't it funny? Let's this. Isn't it funny how they always make it about men? We could be doing a segment about cats and dogs and why cats and dogs don't get along. We could be talking about, well, isn't it just weird how cats and dogs naturally, like most of them just don't get along and some idiot will fault. pop up and be like, it's, it's actually men that the cats are mad at. It's actually men. Men are the problem and both the dogs and cats are mad at men and hence they take it out on each other. There would be some idiot that would make that video and we'd have to sit here and of course we would cover it. Can you, I mean, it's, it's like nauseating. Everything is men's fault. We were just watching a TikTok and we got blamed for it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Everything is men's fault. How could it be, honey? Okay, so first off, we're, women who believe that some of these trans women are mocking women are not mad at men. They're mad at men who put on a costume claim to be a woman and then in some instances behave in a way that's mocking. That isn't authentically female, you know, and a, a good example of this, if you go back and watch, would be the Dylan Mulvaney Nike stuff where you saw Dylan Mulvaney in these this Nike gear acting supposedly feminine. But it doesn't it, it reads like a, a, a caricature of women that's not flattering at all. And you can go through Dylan Mulvaney's feed and I'm repeatedly find myself saying, listen, again, do you do what you want to do? You're a grown adult. Do what you want. But does it read like a caricature of a woman? Yes, it does. Does it read as insulting when someone can wake up and say, this women's day is about me and all other women when you're actually not a woman? You, you, you haven't earned women's day, right? The same way I haven't earned men's appreciation day, I'm not a man. When you say that breastfeeding is something that now everyone needs to say is chest feeding, that takes that beautiful, beautiful, innately female thing of being able to breastfeed and nourish a baby with your own body. And it tries to rob us of that and now turn it into, well, men can do it too. No, men can't do it too. Men cannot breastfeed. And I know there's videos out there now of men getting a ton of hormonal cocktails and all of this toxic stuff and being able to nurse baby. That's not healthy and it's not natural. Come on. Women have a beautiful gift of being able to feed a baby. I can feed a person with my body. That's a superpower. Anyone who's going to try to take that away from me and claim it when they're not female and say this is no longer about being a woman, yes, you are, you are denigrating 
womanhood. Yes, it's disrespectful. Yes, it's a mockery to say that guys can also breastfeed. And it's also fundamentally untrue. You can't do it without massive intervention from pharmaceuticals. That means you're not supposed to be doing it. Sorry. So when I see this stuff, it makes me outraged. Let's continue that video, and then we'll get into some of this Fox News craziness. But you are not empowered enough to take it out on men. You are not strong enough to take it out on men. I can't. So you've targeted (laughs) trans women because that's easy. Mm -hmm. Sure. Trans women are out here trying their best to live their best life just like you. Mm, Trans women are under attack. Okay, I can't. I can't because you know what? At some point. So then it becomes this this conversation, I don't know, about trans women. No one, I don't care again. You do you. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, as long as you're not forcing somebody else to put a stamp of approval on your behavior and agree with it, do what you want. But it doesn't change the reality that being a woman is not about a costume, that being a woman is not about taking a bunch of pharmaceutical cocktails to change your gender into a woman. Being a woman is about being born a female. It's about the sex hormones that we have at birth. It's about, the, it's about our whole genetic makeup as a female. And it's a beautiful thing to be a woman. And it's a beautiful thing to, to birth a baby and to nurse a baby, and we're not going to allow that to be taken from us. End of story. And it's not about men. It's not about men. This is not, oh, all men are bad. No, it's not. Many men are out there, by the way, defending women on these issues. This is about society coming in and saying now, let's devalue women, but let's do it in a woke way so we get a cool stamp of approval to do it, right? Let's devalue women in a way that also, by the way, devalues family and devalues traditional values and devalues all the things, all the ties that bind, like breastfeeding, like all that stuff that creates a beautiful, healthy society. Let's wreck everyone. Well done, system. Ain't going to work here. Okay, let's go to some. Oh, we got a few chats, and then we're going to do the Fox News stuff. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Rick Bourne gave 10 bucks. Paul Harvey had this bit he did back in the mid-60s, If I Were the Devil. It is shocking to listen to now as we are there. We were warned. Oh, I'll have to check that out. If I were the devil. Like what the devil would do. And now we're living it. <laughs> like this. Well, maybe the devil did do that. We did a, a full episode on the devil and on the evil that underlies the system. You should go back and watch it. People thought I was nuts. <laughs> Just wait. Wait till you see what happens. And fi- give it 15 years. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, Rat Generation X, you don't need religion to have a good moral compass. Love your show. That's true. You don't need religion to have a good moral compass. But what I have found is that many people who are atheists, many that I've encountered in life, are missing something. And what that something is, is the humility that goes with believing in something way, way, way bigger than yourself. And they're missing, there's something missing there that I have found on a repeated basis. Um, But do I believe that you have to be religious to be a good person? No. No, I don't. Do I believe that having a community of God that you surround yourself with and believing in God can help you to be a happier, healthier, more balanced person, have your empathy in check, have your humility in check? I do. I do. But it's not, again, you can't 
you can't find religion. Religion has to find you. That's my belief. Omega Rosatsu gave two bucks. Deli, first job back in my day. You work at 12. Uh-oh, Deli. Uh-oh. What was your, is this your first, first job ever? Yeah, about to be a year on Monday. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What was my first job? I didn't, I didn't work when I was younger. Um, my first real job wasn't, I mean, I went through college and it was all about school. In fact, I used to stack my summers with classes. So I didn't have that like upbringing where I was like doing the summer job. I was taking, I was doing, I took school very, very seriously. Um, and then when I got out of school, it was like work, 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 constant, which was a mistake. Um, I would not recommend that. Marriage, politics, and sports, five bucks. The nose ring is an instant disqualifier for any, anything and everything she said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Takeda. Jed, you should have Blair White on. Okay. Marriage, politics, and sports gave five bucks. By the way, the use of cisgender in front of heterosexual men or women is offensive. Well, yeah, right. Why can't anybody say it's just a man and a woman? Cisgen- cis woman? No, I don't accept that label. No, thanks. Riff Lemon gave five bucks. Nose rings are installed on livestock and slaves to make them controllable. Wow. Somebody's really into the nose rings. Yeah, I, I could never understand. Can I just say, just from a hygienic perspective, that seems a little nasty. You know what I'm saying? You got to blow your nose. Something. Oh, I can't. Don't get. Let's get the barf bag out if I'm going to talk about stuff like this. Okay, let's go to Variety. Um, this was interesting to me. Just giving you an update because we covered so much on Tucker Carlson. Interesting. I see this in Variety, and it says inside Tucker Carlson's battle to trade his $20 million Fox News salary for a Twitter show. Some interesting updates here. Let's take a look. It says, remember when we talked about whether Dominion played a role in this? And there was an allegation that Dominion had uh, requested the firing of Tucker Carlson as part of the settlement that they made with Fox News? Well, this is an interesting thing. It says, on April 26, Carlson spoke by phone with one of Fox Corps' eight board members. Eight board members, the, the board at Fox controls everything. Okay, And it says one of them told the host, this is according to to Tucker's team, told the host that his recent benching was a condition of Fox News' settlement with Dominion Voting Systems, according to multiple sources with knowledge of the conversation. The sources aren't named here. I don't love that. But sometimes anonymous sourcing is necessary. Um, There are instances where it is necessary. The unnamed board member told Carlson the condition does not appear in any of the settlement's documents and instead was a verbal agreement. If Fox didn't comply, the settlement was off. Carlson was told and Dominion had plenty of leverage given that the $787.5 million deal to settle Dominion's defamation suit against the network wouldn't officially close until late May. If Dominion opted to blow up the deal, Fox would return to square one on settlement talks to potentially subject the Murdoch family empire to a jury trial, this is important, that would undoubtedly expose more embarrassing details about the operation of Fox News and the fallout from its 2020 presidential election coverage. So the idea is that this is the allegation. The allegation is that the Dominion came and said, you're going to fire Tucker Carlson or we're going to go back and we're going to make you go through the jury and all this stuff's going to get leaked about what you actually did because it's, you know, you did some dirty stuff. And uh, we're going to leak it. And it's all going to a lot of this is going to be mem- uh, a, a part of public record because everybody was asking. It was interesting. Why did they settle? I mean, this seven hundred eighty seven point five million dollar deal, like it's kind of is it an admission of guilt? Hmm, some would argue. Is it possible that they settled because they didn't want stuff coming out so that people could see what was actually going on behind the scenes? That's the allegation here. And it says that firing Tucker was part of that. Like, if you don't let him go, you're, you're toast. So that Fox made a decision to fire Tucker to essentially salvage itself on a larger scale. In other words, they were afraid that if that stuff leaked, it would really be the end. But Tucker, they felt the moment would pass. He would be replaced. The audience would forget. And everything would go back to normal. 
This is also interesting. Dominion and Fox Corp both strongly dispute the decision. So we should say they say this is not the case to take Carlson off the air. They say Dominion was not involved, that Dominion had no say. That's their argument. Um, It says here, if Fox tries to prevent Carlson from launching the show on the social media platform Twitter, where he enjoys a following of of almost, I think it's like seven and a half million. I think it might be higher than this. The host is prepared to litigate or watch the network implode attempting to challenge free speech. That's brilliant. As the battle plays out, Fox is continuing to pay Carlson. So here's the thing that you need to know about this before we get to the closing uh, statement that's actually really interesting. When you part, stuff happens in media, okay? Stuff happens to me. Sometimes it's dirty very dirty. Sometimes it's silencing of people's free speech. Sometimes it's active censorship. Sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's uh, a politician picks up the phone and makes a phone call and says, I don't want this host on air and the network succumbs and you're gone. That happens. It happens. I'm telling you, I have been in those seats. It happens. Sometimes it's just, it's not as dark and it's just an ink. It's not compatible, right? That happens to people too. Here's what I will say, and I've said this from the start of my career on record till now. Organizations that prevent people from working are the lowest form of an organization. It's usually because there was a larger motive of trying to silence you or they're worried that you're going to leave and you're going to do better than you would have done without them. It's just low. And here's my advice to organizations always. Whether there was something sinister that happened or not, let people just go do their thing. That person, if they're successful, great, right? Great for them you will always look better. You will always look better. In the same way that when you leave a company, it's not smart to trash the company and to unveil all the, you know, behind the scenes. When I left The View, they put out an article about me and it was, (laughs) the Daily Mail got fed a whole bunch of stuff by people inside there and it was, 90% of it was untrue. I didn't respond to it. I didn't entertain it. Some of it was about my family. It, I didn't, I said, you know what? That's your karma. You put that energy out into the world now and it will come back to bite you in the hiney and I'm going to be just fine because I have the protection of, of the truth and the universe knows when you do good things, when you're somebody who puts good energy out there, that energy wraps around and it comes right back to you. I didn't say a word about it. I said it was untrue and that was it, right? I didn't sit with it. I didn't give them the satisfaction, none of that. So people need to learn that in business, one of my suggestions is don't go dark. Always stay light, no matter what. No matter what. And that doesn't mean you lie. That doesn't mean that just means that you give people the benefit of the doubt and that in your exchanges, you are as honest and you are as um, professional as you can be. So if they stop them for working, they're going to look terrible and they know it. This is the horrible. This is the uh, this is I love this. It says Dominion may not have been the only entity looking for Carlson's removal from the airwaves. There was a recent report that both Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch held separate calls, this is the best, with Ukrainian President Zelensky, leaving open the possibility that Carlson's benching may be related. But a source in contact with the Ukrainian leader threw cold water on the idea that Zelensky lobbied the Murdochs. Now, what's interesting about this is that Tucker was front and center combating the military industrial complex and saying we shouldn't be, what are we sending all this money over? Why are we getting involved in this situation and exposing a lot of the realities of what was going on in Ukraine? That it wasn't this, you know, parallel to the United States when it came to democratic principles. Do I think that's what happened? I don't know. 
Do I think do I think it's impossible? <laughs> no, this happens all politicians make phone calls all the time. Also, by the way, the military industrial complex is widely supported. There were, you know, the John McCain's, the Lindsey Graham's are widely coveted at Fox News. And do I think there were there are some connections there that didn't like that component of Carlson's commentary? 110%. I mean, him talking about the military industrial complex is more threatening even to them, I think, than him talking about any of the cultural issues, any of that stuff. Even if he was going to, you know, interview Andrew Tate, which he did, or talk about the trans stuff the way he did, the military industrial complex, they're out to make money. And it hurts their bottom line. It hurts their dollar value. It hurts their power and their influence. And all of that money to fund the shady stuff that we do. If you got somebody like Tucker Carlson out there front and center telling the truth. Then there was a report, by the way, of what was going to happen um, to the lineup. I don't have cable. I don't watch cable because I actually care about the news. I don't sit and watch propaganda. By the way, I, people say, well, you were on cable. Yeah, you know what? I canceled my cable while I was on cable. Do you know why? Because it wasn't the news. And I was sitting there living it every day. And I was like, oh, this is not the news. So why am I telling people to watch it? Click. End of story. Anyway, there's reports Drudge put out. I can't believe Drudge still exists. Um, Drudge put out that Hannity was going to replace Tucker in a major shakeup. Basically, they're scrambling now. Oh, we got to do a whole new lineup, right? Because the ratings suck. Because they lost Tucker and nobody, everyone's like, enough, right? You went too far. You went too far with the censorship. I'm done. So people are turning their TV. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get him back. One, they think you're a moron. Fox thinks you're a moron. They think you're just going to, oh, well, we'll get over it. They think what's going to happen is that the debates are going to roll around. You're going to have nowhere else to go. I'm not going to turn on MSNBC. I'll turn on Fox. I'm going to watch it anyway. They're going to make their money back. Tucker's going to move on. The story's going to go, you know, it'll pass. Oh, they'll say, oh, don't worry. This will pass. They, they'll forget. They'll, they're robots. They'll turn the TV back on. So all they need is now they're like, let's put red meat. Let's put controlled opposition red meat in the primetime lineup. Let's put people who we can puppeteer. But they seem to be the red meat that the audience likes. Let's put them front and center in the, in the primetime. I, I guarantee it. I don't know who the shakeup's going to be. There's been reports of this one or that one. Here's what I'll tell you. Whoever it is, they will be malleable. They will be somebody that can be told, stop what you're doing, and they'll stop. It will be someone who I likely have heard behind the scenes say, I don't believe any of that. Oh, I'm going to say it anyway. Roll cameras. That person is terrible behind the scenes. That person's amazing. It'll be a lot of that. Um. And I don't know, I'm not mentioning names because I, again, like, I, I, I don't know who exact, but I will tell you, regardless of who the person is, I will guarantee you that I will sit home and I will get a report of this new lineup and I will go, yep, that makes perfect sense. Not going to be somebody like a Tucker Carlson and it's not going to be someone who pushes envelopes and it's going to be somebody who knows that when they're threatened to sit down and shut up, they sit down, they shut up, they do the topics that are allowed, they stay away from the ones that aren't. And if, you know, it comes around time to get an experimental jab, my guess is they're going to get it. And they're going to tell you to get it, too. Cha-ching. Do we have something? that We need, like, a cash register sound on this show, <laughs> just to show you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. I really appreciate it. On Monday, MLD is back in Miami. He wanted to come back on, and we are more than happy to have him. He'll be here. We'll do try to do something a little bit different with him. I think I'm going to do 20 questions for him, too, where he's going to answer on the spur of the moment, spontaneous responses, see if we can trap him, and then we can clip it. No, just saying. All right. You know I love you. Is there something in there? Yeah, um, there's actually another <clears> one about to come in there, too. Oh, here. Wait. Hold on. Rob Drow, to close it out. Jed, have you ever watched this stuff, Fresh and Fit? That's Fresh and Fit does with Ryan Dawson or Dem Boys? No, I haven't. Um, should I? 
Is that a, a memo to go? You're talking about Fresh and Fit, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I have not. Is there another one coming yeah. in? Okay, let me got one more coming in from Delhi. Oh, let's see. The Tingler. 1950. I'm not going to ask what tingles, Tingler. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what tingles. I don't want to know. If you watch the movie Man of the Year, it puts the voting machines into perspective. Okay, I'll do that. I'll take that. Okay, thank you everyone for being with us today. I'll see you on Monday with MLD. Bring some questions. He'll have answers. Maybe. Let's try to trap him. Just kidding. Love you, MLD. See you soon.